Let's do the record. Okay, so Dr. Natalia, thank you very, very much for joining us in the latest of the James Perry Presents events. Um, absolutely brilliant to have you. By the way, I haven't tried to pronounce your surname yet. <laughs> I realize that. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I've just went Dr. Natalia, Dr. Natalia. Um, <laughs> Shall I enlighten you or please, tell you go how? For, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so it's Vihovsky. Very easy. V Hof. Ski. Vihovsky. And it's not, is that, you're German? I'm German, but my parents are both from Poland. Poland. So the last name's typically uh, Polish, yeah. and even no German can pronounce it uh, in a correct way. Yeah, yeah. I've got a friend who, whose surname is actually Slavinska, and oh. it took me a long time to try and understand to pronounce that one, I'll tell you. Um, but as I say, thanks very much for joining me, and for all the guys who are, who are going to be watching the recording, um, how... So, Dr. Natalia, you're award-winning international personal branding superstar. Uh, one of that, for, one of that for a title. Um, and to be honest, whenever I connected on LinkedIn, um, Natalia, it was really just because you were saying things that were just starting to click for me, and that's the reason why I then got interested in your content because where my journey went to, I was I was your typical accountant working in accountancy practice, working in industry but I knew I wasn't an accountant I really just knew society led me down this path and mm. there was something else trying to burst out of me don't get me wrong um, I'm using my accountancy skills now to help other people and to coach other people mm. but in the last six to six to nine months I've seen James himself burst out as, a, as, as another brand as such so whenever I see your stuff and I'm actually coming down to the fact of saying be you just go out and take a chance and be you I mean hey, that actually makes a lot of sense. Not yeah. this fancy Dan guru stuff, albeit that does have a place, but the first port of call for me was just go and do it, go and try it. Exactly. So that's where I latched onto your stuff and it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and then just with your online community and all that, it was just, it was just it was great stuff, great stuff, great practical advice, which um, people who know me, I don't really do fluff or BS or anything like that. That's not my yeah. style, but practical stuff is going to help. That's really what I guess. So totally that's, that's definitely, so that's the wee introduction. So over to you, Natalia, tell me a wee bit about you, but how did you get to where you are? I know you, you were in the academic field, weren't you, at a, at a point? Um, it's a long story, but if I want to cut it short, um, I'll, I'll share it from this perspective. I studied social science, and when you study social science, you can become everything and nothing, because as a social scientist, the job doesn't exist. So when you study medicine, you become a doctor, and most probably you specialize on a field. Yeah. When you study engineering, you are in a certain area or law or whatever. But as a social scientist, a lot of people end up either in HR or marketing, or they do something related to nonprofit organizations. Yeah, yeah. So I got the opportunity to work in the United Arab Emirates. So my first job offer came from a vocational training institute. And I thought, wow, that, that's a great opportunity. And mm -hmm. uh, why shouldn't I make use of that? Right. So in there or in this job, I worked in the educational sector and for the government. And after some time, I realized, okay, great experience, but what about the private sector? So after three and a half years, I changed to the private sector. Um, the industry was logistics and supply chain, but the work that I did was more literally setting things up from scratch, marketing, a lot of people work, mm -hmm. PR and so on and so forth. Um, and I did that and I did this and I almost, how, what, 
wait, me think. I was 29. I was 29, and then I have achieved quite a bit for my age because mm-hmm. um, I had these different experiences. I worked abroad, and people perceived me as successful, and I had a good income, and we won excellence awards, and we were featured on the covers of magazines, and everybody said, wow, you made it. And I thought, wow. That's it. I mean, this is what life is all about. Seriously, I'm yeah. continuously sick. Uh, yeah. I, I cannot properly laugh anymore. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. Nothing somehow f- creates deeper joy or fulfillment in me. So um, again, a lot of factors came into into one point, and I decided to quit to go on a sabbatical. And during that sabbatical, literally figure out who I am and what I want to do with my life. And um, so I started meditating, read a lot of books, said no to a lot of people and everything. And in the end, literally failed myself up to the job that I have right now because I created a long list with all of my skills or the things that I thought I was good at or wanted to explore. And I modeled and I blogged and I coached and I mentored and I consulted and I did a lot of things until it made click and I realized, okay, so I need to create my own job. And this job is something between speaking and which I call coach selling because I don't typically coach, but I also don't typically consult. I have this mix and yeah, I just love how people helping being their true authentic crazy word selves but not so much from a life coach point of view but more from the marketing point of view because again i studied social science and i know how you need to move in society to be perceived in a certain way to reach your targets so there you go this is how i became the person that i'm hugely interesting because that's got a lot of parallels to what what happened with me hugely um i was relatively successful at the age 27 i was a senior manager in the fifth biggest accountancy firm in the world um, doing massive jobs, relatively successful, working 10 to 12 hours, six days a week with sleepless nights, with staff management, with all that. I then moved into industry, into becoming financial controller for an alcoholic drink. And I was my first role into, into industry was a half a billion turnover business. Again, going, what is going on, James? So I was there for two years. Yeah. Went then, reverse to you, I then went into the public sector. Where okay. Uh, I mightn't say, I mightn't, shouldn't say this out loud, but it was a wee bit like a sabbatical. And <laughs> then this came out of it. So it really, my accountancy coaching came out as a hobby. And now it, it's drifted into something more. So I completely get the, your story. It's, it's amazing. And, and how try, I'm completely what you said. Society says you're successful, but internally you're going, what's going on? You're in this turmoil. Um, I completely get that. Meditation mm. as well. I'm big into that. Didn't you do a 10-day retreat or something like that recently? It was a year ago, I think, uh, a 10-day uh. Vipassana meditation retreat. So you literally sit down and meditate for huh, eight hours per day for 10 That's days. Tough. You're not allowed to look anybody into the eyes. No speaking, no reading, no cell phone, no sports, no nothing. You just focus and figure out your, your stuff. Oh, <laughs> I've, done, I've done one... In Ireland, there's a, there's a it's a more of a religious thing, but very much based on sort of what you're talking about. It's a place called Loch Derg, and it's the oldest place of cross Christian pilgrimage in the world, and it's one thousand five hundred years old. Allegedly, St. Patrick was there, um, and you do a three day pilgrimage, which is you four hours sleep in three days. You have got um, fasting, so severe fasting, yep. and very much introspection. Um, and I've done that for three days, and 
at the time it possibly was a religious thing, but very much now I'm looking back on it was more than that. It was that time where you don't have this damn thing with you 24 seven and it is that cutoff you need. You can read two or three books and, and actually enjoy them. So completely get that one. So Natalia, what would you say then? What's your unique selling point? So what, what makes you, you in terms of, of you're the, the, the personal branding go-to person, why, why, why you? Why me? So for me, there are a few factors. I realized that I am not a typical educator or not a typical teacher, but I'm also not a typical comedian or clown. So I am a mix between an educator and an entertainer. So I call it edutainer. What I do or what I mean with that is that whenever I deliver speeches, whenever I talk to people, whenever I coach, I give a lot of crazy examples. I'm very expressive with my mimics. I change my voice and I make sure that people really feel secure and safe and entertained and that we build a connection and then they understand this crazy person in me and then they relax and then they start to listen. So I turn first into a friend or somebody that they can trust and then after they don't see me as this fancy or, or um, super academic person anymore, then they're willing to listen. And I think that's one of the biggest um, positive aspects or unique values assets that I have. So you're, you're, building, you're building that level of rapport right up front? Yeah. Which is for me, I think it works. I mean, humor works. Laughing works. It's a very simple but, but great technique that we all should use, you know, make use more of. I'm not going to ask you for a joke yet. Maybe, later, <laughs> maybe at the very yeah. end. What's your best? What's your best knock knock joke or something? Um, oh God, I need to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in terms of, we're talking about a bit of success there, and you know what society perceives as, as success, and what you maybe now internally perceive as success. But what habits do you have to to? to attain your level of success, wherever that may be for you. So is there any habits or any traits that you can advise? Mm. Um, for me, meditation is a big thing. So I give my best to really meditate every day. Even when I'm busy, it's five minutes or 10 minutes, but usually it's around 30 minutes per day because this helps me. Um, I read a great article the other day. It was a little bit as if you delete the cache uh, or however you call that in your browser. So you delete all of the yeah, nonsense the that's going history, on. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You delete the browsing history. And this is how it feels to me. I can see what kind of nonsense my, my thoughts are floating around. Mm. And then I can let go of that or after meditation, actually face it and eliminate that wrong belief that feeling, whatever it is, because very often it's related to something, to a phone call, a thing you need yeah. to do, whatever. So meditation is definitely a thing. Um, what else? I am a person, I plan a lot. So I, I sit down in the morning and I do my, or create my to-do lists and I make sure that they are not super overly packed, but they are mm. realistic mm. and they need to be a mix between some creative achievement and some achievement related to, to my work. So mm-hmm. in the creative area, for example, have mm, try a new recipe or um, go for a walk or do some exercise, something like that. Um, while, you know, in the business area, it could be 
draft that newsletter, uh, read something that could get your online courses to the next level or whatever I'm currently working on, right? So I I find the balance between those two things. Um, And sleeping a lot helps also. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers, they, they work these 10, 12, 14 hours, but they never take some proper rest. And I think that I'm not an expert on the brain and how this all functions, but there are quite a few studies that show that if you're well rested, your productivity increases, you're more creative, you're vibrating on a more positive level. So this will also have a big positive impact on how you work, how other people perceive you, how, how you are, and this then on your life, on your work, on your happiness, and even on success. And it's even down to the old adage, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Uh, and, and, and I'm coming across that so much at the minute, Natalia, with my accountancy students. Um, so I am very different in my approach to accountancy exams and really, yeah, they can go to learning providers and learn the technical stuff. But what people don't really realize it's psychological warfare. So, you know, you're going to, these exams are damn tough. You know, they're in the par with any other professional exams out there and it's a very tough profession to get into. And I'm in a very busy period at the minute myself. There's a lot of finals for accountants and stuff like that. And mm. really what you're talking about, the monkey mind or the, the chimp that, that, that's playing havoc with your thoughts. Yeah. And I actually had a phone call last night at 11 o'clock with a guy basically falling to pieces. And he's got an exam on Friday. And it is just literally saying, okay, get them, take them, strip the emotion out for a minute. Logically, what is going to happen? And meditation and things like that. And I, I tell every client I have to start meditating and they go, James, what are you talking about? Exactly what do you mean? Like, what are you smoking for breakfast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think I'm some new age sort of crazy person. But when yeah. you actually look at this technique, it's been going on for thousands of years. And hey, as I said, I'm a bit of a geek. If the ancients can develop these techniques and they can build things like the, you know, the, the Great Pyramid and, and the, the Great Wall of China, that's good enough for me. You know, so meditation stuff is great. The other thing actually was very interesting about your must-do list. I'm sorry, your to-do list. A friend of mine gave me a tip of a must-do list. And you do that the night before of the top five things you must do the next day. Because for me, to-do lists just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And Mm. I think it was just a really, really, really good um, hint on that one. So in terms of we're talking about, you know, you inspired me in a way just to strive a bit more to go out and just go and do it. So someone who is maybe watching this, Natalia, and they're going, do you know something? I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm too scared to get in front of the camera. Or nobody's ever going to read my blog. What would you say to them? Well, at the beginning, it was the same for me, and it was the same for Michael Jordan, and it was the same for Gary Vaynerchuk, and the same for Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey, and whom, no Mm -hmm. matter who you want to call. The good thing is that when nobody, in quotation marks, is going to listen to you in the beginning, you can make the mistakes, and you can learn, and you can improve. Imagine you would have a million followers, and everybody reads your stuff, and you need to learn how to speak into the camera or how to write a great article. I would see this as a blessing or as an opportunity to get out there and to do your stuff. And what is also important, and for me, I sometimes still fall back into this old way of thinking. Um, you, you or we all need to really learn and embrace the idea of loving or at least accepting the journey and not only the end result. Yeah. Because I realized that quite often over the last 
months and, and weeks, it's like, okay, I've done this. Woo, I've achieved it. Amazing. And then what? An hour later, I forgot about it. <laughs> so I'm working on the next thing. And then I achieved something else, maybe a keynote over there or an award over there. And I'm excited for what? Maybe four hours, I don't know, half a day, one day, and then, huh? So instead of only, you know, celebrating this big milestone uh, or this big achievement, also embrace and have fun along the way and um i know it's painful and sometimes it's it's slow and it's annoying but that's part of the process and whenever you feel that feeling this kind of i'm getting out of my this out of my comfort zone i'm i'm not comfortable where i am mm -hmm. see this as a as a way of growing and i think life in the end is a sequence of development and of days and of things that you have uh, experienced and this is what it's all about there's not the end goal yeah the uh, you've mentioned a very very big word there it's very small in size but it's a very big word fun yeah and people mm -hmm. tend to leave tend, people tend to leave that out yeah. people try to get too serious uh, one of my most successful videos natalia was ad hoc one take and literally i told my dad come over here dad come over here come over here and he sat down beside me and i said say read the bloody question and i introduced and i went right students bloody blah, blah blah my dad's got a tip for you and he go read the bloody question and that's one of the most successful videos i've ever done i oh. got messages from zimbabwe from india from all around the globe going that's unbelievable because it's just stating hey. the obvious yeah I, oh. actually, one of my james perry presents um i one of my early ones i'd done about three months ago i interviewed my yeah. father i'll send you the link and yeah, the minute he's awesome. broken through 5,000 views. That's awesome. Which, Your dad must be hilariously funny and entertaining oh, and he's, wise. He's, he's a hell of a man. He's a, sure, he's got a great <laughs> son. He's got a great son, so he has to be a good man. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing that would be good to get your perspective on this is that, and this still happens, thankfully it doesn't happen as much, but the concept of self-doubt mm. and, you know, does that do you still get self-doubt you know it's still absolutely constantly yeah. and what happens then if the chimp or the monkey mind do you then have to go and do something to get past that or do you start meditating or, or how do you quiet in that mind then are there a few approaches the first one would be meditating uh, but for me that's sometimes very painful because it mm. means really allowing the how do you call it the sanskaras as those big meditators say to come out to, yeah. to thorn out but uh, what also helps is literally just leaving the room going to the to i don't know to the beach or going into the park and and enjoying nature and just not thinking or or seeing the beautiful things in life and getting this reality check it's like hey this is not what life is all about it's just one small aspect and this is again a part of your life this is not your life these are two big things um what also helps is always calling your best friend or i call my best friend and mentor and i say listen i'm bullshitting myself <laughs> what yeah. am i doing wrong tell me i know i don't want to listen i i don't want to know but i need to hear it so tell me so this direct confrontation also helps um and having a vision board is um is also very very powerful so i have a vision board here uh, in my living room and on that vision board i have a few pictures that remind me of how i want to live with whom i want to work um yeah how i see myself within the next 10 20 years would and you be a big believer in the law of attraction then yeah absolutely yeah 
Um, so yeah, I, I look at this and I remind myself, Hey, you're not there yet, but that's what you want to do because that's, that is your, your vision or that's why you're here for. So if you're not pushing through that, you will not achieve that. And then you're wasting your life. I mean, you are not here. You're not doing what you're here for. And this is the biggest insult for me personally towards mankind at this planet and other people. So push through it. And, you know, the one thing is too is, you know, look, look at the impact you're having to so many people around the world. And, you know, I'm having a, albeit not as huge numbers as you, you're, you're smashing it. And probably maybe because I'm quite niche in terms of accountants. But whenever somebody sends me a message from Zimbabwe going, James, thanks so much for that. I'm going, that's absolutely unreal. So I live in a village for 500 people in, our, in the north of Ireland here. And a guy from Zimbabwe knows who I am. Yeah. Sometimes that means more than money. It's, 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 it's yeah. madness, madness. So it is taking that time out to actually go monkey mind, clear off, look actually what I'm doing. And that's yeah. the thing. And it's great to actually, I have a mentor as well, um, a very good friend of mine. And to be honest, if I talk any bullshit, he certainly tells me. Um, yeah. And it's great to have in that, definitely. So one wee thing just in terms of video and content and more like that, Mm. Um, I hear this occasionally, but what's your view on using the odd bit of controversy sometimes? Does that work? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to content, you somehow need to be different and stand out. Yeah. And it's totally up to you how you, um, how you get there. But I think that a controversial first sentence, uh, a quote, maybe even a controversial picture, however you want to display that, definitely helps because... I mean, our news feeds are full of status updates and everybody creates content. So you somehow need to make sure that people really see you or listen to you. So do something provocative. Do something that people did not expect. What also helps a lot, I recently shared a post on that on LinkedIn, is working a lot with bright colors. So mm -hmm. I make sure that I always wear something which is like in your face. Um, I don't know, red skirt or blue top or whatever it is because especially in business a lot of people who are on linkedin they at least in my network tend to be more in in classic corporate jobs so they're wearing black and white exactly so yeah. hey there is this woman who is provocative who makes me think laugh uh, and she's wearing colorful stuff i mean i'm a little bit like a i don't know like a parrot like something <laughs> like i don't know like a, the rainbow a unicorn I I'm an accountant and I go and I swear occasionally. I, you know, yeah. I do, I dress up in se some photographs that I'm dressing up in 70s gear, whatever that may be. And you're going, <laughs> who is this guy? Who is this, exactly. who is this lunatic? So yeah, no, a bit of controversy sometimes actually really helps. Yeah. A couple of final um, questions. Number one is if there's someone out there going right, really interested in, in, in building a, an online presence, what platform would be best for them? Do you have any uh, tips on that? Yeah. Any Sorry? Tips on that? So do you have any tips on that? What platform would be the best for certain people? Is it Snapchat, Instagram, whatever that may be? That really depends on your online audience. Mm. So you need to sit down and first understand who is my target audience or online audience. And these are also the people that will then hire you 
or get you that job or invite you for keynote speeches or buy your products or services. So first understand who your target audience is and then have a look at all of these platforms and understand who they are primarily targeting. Yeah. So I know that, for example, Snapchat is something that apparently more teenagers use. So if you're creating a product or a service targeting at baby boomers, then using Snapchat absolutely doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Instagram apparently is a platform that is very visual. So you need to create content that is visually pleasing. And the target audience also seems to be younger compared to Facebook or LinkedIn. So if you find your people over there, use Instagram. LinkedIn for me is the only business platform which is absolutely worth uh, using as a start if you want to make business. I mean, if you want to um, connect to great people internationally, if you want to build your professional personal brand, then LinkedIn is your platform. So everybody who is an active member of of the work life, I would say, of, of the business world needs to have a, a profile. So yeah, hope this helps. Complete, no, completely agree with that. I am... Um grew up essentially LinkedIn for me three years ago was an online CV you know mm. recruiters would have came and whatever and someone says James try and put up your services on there whenever this was becoming morphing from a hobby into something more serious um and then I went okay I have to use Facebook use Facebook business pages because I wanted to target uni students what I yep. realized quite quickly was that uni students don't want to come to me they huh? see the coaching money more for that more for drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, so Facebook, yes, I'm there, but it's LinkedIn for me. So that's, I completely agree with that. You know, I've got yeah. people who are out of uni now into professional exam territory, professional roles, and certainly that works for me. So that's certainly um, great advice. So the last sort of professional question I'm going to ask you. Okay. What are your top five personal branding tips for people out there? Top five personal branding tips. No, pr- no first, pressure. No pressure. Exactly. It's like, ah, one of these articles pop up in my head, all of the keynotes. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Okay, so the first one is always understand what the target of your personal brand is. Why are you working on your personal brand? Do you want to find a job? A better job? Do you want to expand your network? Do you want to become a better storyteller, a better public speaker? And yes, you can have multiple targets as well, but note them down and then prioritize them. That's the the first thing I would say. Um, The second thing is invest in yourself. And I mean on the inside as well as on the outside. So meditate, get that sleep, exercise, um, have good friends around you, Invest in your education, but also in the way how you dress and the way how you move. Because nowadays, modern leaders are expected to be able to speak in full sentences when it comes to presentations. And we all know that clothes make the man. So, you know, working with a color consultant could be a good idea. One, to one be- thing, sorry, but your clothes, yep. not, not necessarily about the clothing, but and you're, you've got fantastic backgrounds. Thanks. Massive walls. And I'm going, where the hell did Natalia find that wall? <laughs> well, it always depends. Like for my, um, for my videos, I literally have, this is a room divider and I just spray painted it in, in my color. So easy. Even if you say, I don't know where to, to film or record stuff. I don't have a white wall or my flat is super busy or whatever. Get a room divider and paint it in the color of your brand. That's, That's brilliant. The first. That's brilliant. Uh, 
things. And when it comes to pictures, I mean, I always tell people, um, organize at least one professional photo shoot per month, especially when you're active on Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, one, one photo shoot per month. Absolutely. Okay. You need your, you need your content from somewhere, right? Great. Um, and, and then it depends on the theme of the, of the whole shooting. Um, but I regularly use Instagram hashtags or location to figure out, uh, okay, what do we have there? Oh, okay. So I want this wall. Boom. That's location number one. I want this backdrop because that's fine. So you create literally a kind of script for your photo shoot in which you know these are the outfits, these are the poses, um, these are the backgrounds. So it all takes a little bit of time, but it's super impressive on social media. But we're getting sidetracked here. Sorry, that's Back point number three. Tips. Sorry. Back on number <laughs> exactly. four now, okay. No worries, no worries. <laughs> um, you also need to become a great storyteller um, and content creator, I think. Nowadays, I think it was Seth Godin who said that nowadays it's all about telling stories and when people love your story and they connect with you, then they will eventually do business with you. So share your story, know who you are, come from a place of helping and that would be the last thing, help, care, give back. And it's not only karma that will then do its job, but you will also feel better and you will be connected to amazing human beings and yeah. sorry that was number four so number five you also need great human beings um you will not be able to reach whatever you want to reach when you don't have the right people in your social network from a, a private perspective but also from a business perspective mm -hmm. because human beings are social beings and um, that's just how it goes i mean the most powerful recommendation that you can have is one from somebody who believes in you somebody you have helped so make use of that. Jim, Jim Rowan said a great thing, and it's even in terms of personal connection. You know, you're the average of five people you hang about with the most. And that didn't hit hard. That really hit hard me three years ago, especially. And to see people come and go and having a different circle. Um, I know we were chatting um, about this just before we started the recording. So, you know, for example, how getting like-minded people around you and, and especially how that evolves in LinkedIn was sent Toph Evans, who we were very familiar with, was here in my house, stayed over last night. And so, you know, for anybody who doesn't know Toph, look him up on LinkedIn, unbelievable guy from Australia, doing an ultramarathon in Scotland, and through a friend of mine's invitation, well, to rewind a bit, me and Toph connected on a story that I wrote about my late mother. He liked that. Okay. I liked something to do with him. Just it was really there something about how my late mother inspired me to do what I want to do. He liked something me. I liked something about him. We had a Skype call, started texting each other. Boom. The friend of mine contacted him, says, get over here now. And they arrived here yeah. yesterday. So that Amazing. is about getting the like-minded people, getting that influence and using social networks to actually get that working, to get great human beings connected together and you know if it wasn't for LinkedIn we wouldn't be chatting now absolutely you know so it's absolutely amazing stuff right couple of just a couple of quick fun questions and then I will let you I will let you go for the evening right Natalia how would you describe yourself in three words flossom human being oof <laughs> what the hell does flossom mean? <laughs> flossom is a mix between awesome and flawed. Got flaws and awesome, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a pretty good word. It was like it was like edutainer. I had to Google that whenever I first seen it in your title. 
<laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. good. So I make you do the work, right? Oh, it starts yeah. to come. <laughs> you make me think about it. And then if you had two teleportation devices, mm. where would you put them in the world and why? Mm. If you could ping across the world instantly. I think I would have one in my handbag or my pocket, you know, it's very good. And the other one, most probably somewhere far out in the universe. So whenever I need to like, then I can disappear very quickly. And uh, I can also then have a, let's say like a, a broader perspective on the world and on myself, right? Because I, I needed to escape in the first place. So what is it that it is? And most probably when I'm already there, I could have great conversations with the universe or high intelligence or all of the people who aren't amongst us anymore. So I think that would be cool. Excellent. There's a wee bit of a tip, a wee bit of an Irish word to, to teach you. And it's great for the F word, right? Okay. It's the word feck, F-E-C-K. It replaces okay. every swear word under the sun and it sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I so, remember that. Fact. Fact. Dr. Talia, that was awesome. That was great. And thank you so thank much. You um, hopefully people who've been watching this and James Prey presents will, will really take something from it. And, and really is what I would say that guys get out there, get on the social networks, go and meet people, go to networking events, go and show up, go and, do what you need to do and you come across great people like Dr. Natalia and, and Toph and you know, so just go and do it and take that first step, which is definitely the way to go forward. Of course. And me, and me. Indeed. <laughs> that was brilliant. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank excellent. you once again. That I was, really enjoyed that. That was much, much longer than the anticipated 25 odd minutes, but sure. We, could, we, we were in we, the flow. We were in the flow is right. We were in the flow. Thank you again, and we'll be in touch, no doubt. And Absolutely. hopefully everybody has enjoyed this and get and get get a, get something from it. Natalia, take care. I'm not going to pronounce your second name again, but take care. Thanks very take much. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>